1: I will call upon you to do a service
0: for me. Play the godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome
1: to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Welcome to Cut the Crap with Doll, where we cut the crap from your personal and professional relationships through tough, tantalizing, transforming conversation and coaching. Now, here's your host, Udall. Crap With Udall, I'm Udall, your host, professional and professional professional sorry and personal relationship consultant. You're listening to Cut the Crap with Udall, where we transform professional and personal relationships one conversation at a time. Call into the show and ask questions or share comments about our topic of the hour. And our topic to, uh, for this show is how to handle holiday stress. We'll be talking a lot about stress in general, but holiday stress specifically call into the show at uh, 619-924-0984 once again that number is 619-924-0984 you know I'm excited that we have a great guest with us uh, today she'll be joining us in a little bit and uh, that is Dr. Mary Wingo and she is a stress expert So you're going to find out lots of information from her on our show today, but let's get started with some of our sort of, I can't even talk today. What is it? It's Friday. I've been talking too much this week and all of a sudden I can't get words out of my mouth. Okay. We're going to talk about our sizzling topic this morning on the show and And I'm really just going to talk a little bit more about holiday stress and so forth and about how it's such, such uh, an issue and how we put so much stress on ourselves, you know, for this holiday season. I don't know, how many of you all have seen the movie called um, Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? If you haven't seen it, it's one of my favorites for the holiday season, uh, I just checked. It is out there on Amazon. You can probably find it at, you know, the local discount stores and so forth because it's been out for quite a while. Uh, I think it, was, it might have been like 2006 or something like that. So it's about 10 years old. But it's an excellent movie, holiday movie, that really covers this whole stress issue. And there's a lot of other holiday movies out there that probably do the same thing. But as I said, this is one of my favorites. So in this movie, what's going on, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad who are competing over a toy robot that each wants to purchase because it's the hot toy of the season. And they each are attempting or have waited to the last minute and are attempting to get this best gift ever for their respective sons. And, you know, the, the movie just takes us through all the absolutely hilarious, you know, the uh, shenanigans that they go through in attempting to beat each other out on acquiring this particular toy. But it really gets into, you know, how much they're willing to do, the stress they're willing to go through, the, uh, to what ends they're willing to go through just, you know, for a particular gift. And uh, it shows, though, how there's this so much that we put ourselves through during this holiday time, and so that's what our show is really going to be about. How this, you know, it can it's just so stressful. You know, the seasons. You know, I often have this conversation with people how you know once Halloween hits on October the 31st and Halloween passes. It's been like the rest of the holiday season. It's like coming at us like a freight train. You know, it comes, it bears down hard, heavy, and fast. And so, you know, once Halloween passes, you know, next thing we know, we're in the whole Thanksgiving arena. And the merchants today seem to be skipping Thanksgiving. And what I mean by that is if you've gone to any store, any of the major stores, it's as though they used to put out, you know, I guess fall leaves and the orangey kind of stuff, Thanksgiving, weird. that made you think about, you know, turkey and dressing and all that kind of stuff. But it, it, it's like before Halloween even gets here, we have the Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, there are those kind of decorations and all of the wares and so forth that go with that holiday that are all of a sudden out in the store. And so that's what has happened. And it seems to be creeping. It's like this whole commercialism or commercialization of the holiday time has just creeped further and further away from the actual day into months and months ahead. Uh, And it's all of, and I think that increases, Well, my particular theory, and we can ask Dr. Mary Wingo, is that the sooner we see all of this stuff, the quicker we go into a stress uh, and the longer it lasts for us, because it's not just about the month of December. It's about possibly even beginning in September. Right now, it begins in October. I I, I wonder, call in if you've seen anything in September. You know, or, or be able to tell us the earliest that you've actually seen something. I'm actually going to jot that question down for uh, Dr. Mary. The question around, you know, is our seeing all of this stuff earlier, whether or not that has more of an impact on us. Okay, because I suspect that it does. And so we end up being more stressed and not just, and as you know, you've probably heard if you listen to my show on a regular basis that, you know, I consider it to be, um, we're holistic people or individuals. So therefore what impacts us at work impacts us at home, what impacts us at home impacts us at work. You cannot, or it's extremely hard to attempt to separate yourself into two different people when you go to work and when you're at home. So whatever stress is bothering you at home, it's going to spill over into your workplace. And so that's what makes this time of year so important that we actually begin to look at, pay attention to, and attempt to put some uh, new behavioral practices in place to help us with actually dealing with this time of year. I'm so happy to say that... um, Our guest, Dr. Wingo, has actually uh, joined us. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest, Dr. Mary Wingo. So Dr. Wingo is a scientist business person, and she currently is actually living in Ecuador, even though she is from the United States. She has a Ph.D. from the University of North Texas in physiology, specifically where she studied human stress uh, research. And she has examined human stress across the board, the whole human stress system from the uh, uh, the genomic and resultant protein synthesis levels all the way to integrating it with the concepts around cellular tissue and organ functioning all the way continuing through the nervous system uh, and the immune systems responses and interactions to stressors. And then she's even explored the whole psychological aspects of the stress response, uh, the whole social aspect of stress, and also the massive political and economical consequences uh, regarding human stress. Uh, and so she's covered the gamut. She is truly a stress expert. So um, fortunately we have her with us today uh, to uh, continue because uh, we've talked about stress before but she's going to take us deeper into understanding this complex topic uh, and she's going to help us understand it in a way that's simple so that we can um, move forward and be able to manage stress in our lives and particularly uh, here during the holiday season. So welcome to Cut the Crap with you all Dr. Mary Wingo.
1: Well, good morning, Yudha. Thank you so much for the uh, wonderful intro. It's it's good to be here.
0: We're very excited to have you here because, I mean, this is a very stressful time, and we'll get into uh, in, even deeper. Even though uh, I have entitled the topic today to be how to handle holiday stress, there is so much other stress that's going on, I'm sure, in people's lives. And you know, I just saw an article which I think is so interesting on they actually have what's now called the election stress disorder.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, um, a lot of, uh, I've done a, a number of, uh, of interviews recently and, and that is, uh, that is a very 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 uh, common concern, especially uh, uh with uh with those uh you know uh, practitioners like various health practitioners uh, many of them have seen a huge uh, spike in stress related uh issues um, in their clients in recent months absolutely so okay. So I want to step
0: back because then I want you to tell us a little bit more about this election stress disorder. But I want to step back just a little bit and say, so what are some of the causes of stress? Can it just be anything?
1: Well, uh, you know, it's well, well, basically, I mean, yeah, anything in theory could be a stressor. But in modernized society, um, there are um, actually specific causes uh, for stress um you know that and and we have to look at this because the incidence of stress related uh disease disability and early death even has spiked um well it's been increasing since the 1950s but uh, in recent years uh in uh, various modernized cultures it's really gotten out of hand in fact it's gotten so out of hand um that uh, it. it's threatens to really destabilize um, uh, various parts of society. So, yes, um, there's actually um, five major causes of stress in, um, in our culture. And if you'd like to, I can go over these.
0: Oh, I would love you to. And you know what? And I may have actually jumped ahead of myself because you're getting ready to cover the causes Uh, without first, and I apologize for this, without first actually asking what is stress? So when you, if you cover what is stress and then, then, yeah, because we need to define it for people because I think, I think uh, a lot of us have different definitions of what stress really is. So if you could define it first and then get it to the causes, that'll be fantastic.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that, that's a really, really interesting question, and that's like the question of the year, actually. <laughs> um, I, I understand um, that stress uh, was very, very difficult to define throughout millennia. Um, I mean, you know, a, various scientists, academics have been looking at this for you know many, many hundreds of years, and and they knew what stress was, but they couldn't quite, you know, put a precise definition on what Stress actually is. Well, ultimately, you know, through many, many um, efforts, uh, we're talking well over 100,000 academic papers over the last 100 years on the topic of stress. I I think we finally got a real definition of stress. And stress is this. Stress is the rate of adjustment that we undergo in order to adapt to whatever the environment happens to be throwing at us. So there's two elements of the stress response. There's our own personal agency, the stress that we can control with our own willpower, you know, that's under our control. But then there is a second aspect of stress that uh, is environmental and is beyond our control. And so that is the definition of stress. Now, if you want to get the real gushy definition of stress, when a tissue of ours, Goes into a stress response. It's trying to adapt. All it is is our adaptive responses, nothing more, nothing less. So they're a very important set of biological mechanisms we all have. So, what exactly it is when, when we enter a state of stress, the tissue that is most stressed enters temporarily this, uh, this uh, hopefully temporary, temporary um, plastic jelly like state, so to speak. And hmm. what that state allows us to do is to receive information, especially our genes, to receive information from the outside environment so we can reconfigure itself in order to properly adapt. So that's, that's, um, you know, 150 years of research in a nutshell for you, Uda.
0: Wow, you did really simplify that for us. Thank you so much for doing that. But, you know, I, I... I know we're going to get to these causes, but I find it interesting when you say it's about the, it's the body's response and it turns sort of like jelly-like to, so that it can adapt. So, oh, wow, it really makes me think for those um, people who are in organizations, because my background is organization development, <laughs> that the, the organizations that seem to stay in this constant state of chaos, oh, my yes. goodness, does that mean that their employees are in a constant state of chaos in their bodies?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, let me talk a little bit about workplace stress, y'all. It, it is. This is mind blowing. Okay. This is where we can get into the economics just as briefly. Um, just in the U.S. alone, and, and I think that these numbers, um, these numbers are actually very old because there hasn't been an updated study or meta-analysis on the actual cost of stress uh, in the U.S., or workplace stress, workplace stress. But we're talking a minimum, a minimum sunk cost of 300 billion dollars a year we're talking a minimum of three percent of our GDP. so that this billion? is this is something that we really kind of need to tackle right now because um otherwise um these type of um, toxic cultures that you know we consider um sort of badges of honor in our society this isn't the way um that we were uh, a biologically uh, constructed to operate well let me tell you a little bit about just Stress is meant to be periodic, Nudal. It's not meant to be chronic. Um, um, You know, like, for instance, you get chased by the bear, and then hopefully you, you know, somehow get away from the bear, and it's over, and then you can go back to what you were doing, okay? Um, But to go, to be chronic, and even though some of these stresses may be, you know, insignificant compared to being killed by a bear, eaten by a bear, it might be sitting in traffic. Um, that itself is not that bad. But when you do this hours and hours every day, and then when you go to a a hostile work environment where you're not sure if you're going to be able to keep your job, I mean, you can be providing all the value to the company, you know, tons of money in sales or in value, and you could still lose your job uh, and not having control over your environment. Um, This ultimately um, results in the long term of the destruction of the entity, of the institution or the business. So this is highly unprofitable. It's it's a, you know, a little bit of stress stimulates your employees. It can stimulate adaptation, new um, creativity. Um, you know, it can stimulate all that. But a lot of where the message gets lost is that high rates of chronic stress are ultimately very detrimentally affecting. Um, the business's bottom line. So, I mean, and especially in this economy where business has slowed tremendously, this being able to control workplace stress might be the difference between if a institution or a company goes under or stays profitable, can stay alive, keep their head above water. Wow. Wow. That's so that,
0: that that interesting.
1: Experience. That is, that's very interesting. So that
0: actually uh, begs me to ask the question, particularly since we have a huge percentage of our workforce who are now entrepreneurs, and the, you may have the, the single uh, company person or two people you know, running a company. If that single person is, ha- is under a lot of stress, are they more likely to not succeed in actually building their business? Uh, does that have an impact?
1: Uh, yes, yes. And again, a little bit of stress. See, see, this is you know, this is all about adaptation. This is about being human or being actually an organism. Okay, so we're meant to adapt to changes in the environment, to challenges in the environment. We're we're meant we're built to do that. Okay, so a little bit, a little bit can really stimulate problem solving. That is how we're constructed. Right. But yeah, um, we develop a very um uh, a comprehensive, effective stress management system. Um, yeah, um, it's, you're basically, uh, well, if it's not um, through just uh, not, you know, being unprofitable, it comes through costs through your health. And if you're a one-man shop and you go down, um, there's, there goes your business right there.
0: Right, so exactly. It's
1: imperative. You know, we need to treat stress as a risk assessment, like we would, Like with smoking, we know the risks of smoking. We know Mm -hmm. more or less the risks of not wearing our seatbelt or or wearing a helmet when we're on a motorcycle. Basically, when it comes down to it, um, the stressors we have in our life can be uh, assessed in the same way. Um, You know, the more that we add within a specific period of time, the greater the odds of uh, our tissues to injury. Or if it's not, um, you know, to injury, the uh, the greater the odds that we're not able to think rationally in order to uh, operate our businesses in the most effective manner, especially in this environment, in this economic environment.
0: That really has me also thinking about such positions such as those of police officers. Uh, I'm actually, uh, my ex-husband is a police officer. And so oh, with yeah. everything that's going on in our society today, it you know, there's... Definitely uh, an argument or, I guess, more study uh, to be done regarding police officers. And then even the more stress being put on them with with everything that's going on with social media and so forth, you would think that they become more stressed and even more reactive in situations.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, um, again, unless we really get a really comprehensive understanding... On a society, on a sort of a, a major policy-making level, unless we yeah. really get a handle of this, um, it is very uh, possible we may be uh, entering a, um, a negative spiral. Um, it's, and, for instance, uh, you know, uh, as we know, a lot of times with being a police, the stress comes from necessarily always criminals and bad guys. Right. Where does it come from? Usually, it starts with administration. You know, exactly. a very brutal, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you've got to get your tickets out, you know, so, you know, we can get revenue in. I mean, the whole um, structure is corrupt. And, but when it's corrupt like that, you have a negative, um, a negative cycle that ultimately can really result in um, decline in society in general. I mean, this, this right. is what we're looking at. If you can't get a hold of our police system where the police themselves, um Uh, are under, um, you know, better management, you know, to Mm -hmm. where they feel like they can their job honestly, then, exactly. um, you know, just, it's going to be opened up to corruption, like, uh, you know, many, many countries. Right. Yeah. So they have stress uh, coming
0: in from several levels. They've got stress coming in from oh, the administration's yeah. greatest part, where someone in a regular organization, they'd be like, okay, you have that stress on that side. But then they have stress from being able to go out in the public. Then they have stress, of course, that may be occurring at home. So they've got stress, you know, like almost like a 360 around them, which makes it oh, absolutely. Even- yeah, so which makes it really hard. Which which is interesting if you're in almost like a constant state like that. Oh, that's just opening it up to so many things that could happen that are. Can, oh, can wow. I can I
1: can I bring something up? Let me, let sure. Me, let, me, let me let me kind of just food for thought. Okay, so you have, um, and this is you can apply this to the military too. You have a situation where you have a police officer under immense amount of stress. Um, they've got, you know, a, a tyrannical corrupt administration that's pushing him maybe to, you know, write tickets so they can get more money, you know, and mm-hmm. then, um, and, you know, and then you actually, you know, actually have a very nervous public and the really bad press and all that. Well, now ultimately, let me tell you what happens to the brain. Okay. So, Essentially, what makes us human is our frontal lobes. It's the um, the bit of brain that's behind our uh, forehead and our eyeballs. And okay, so a little bit of stress, okay, a little bit. And, and this is what makes us human. This is what has made us dominant in the animal kingdom. However, when you um, uh, have a little bit of stress, and it's designed to withstand when you have small to moderate amounts of stress, your rational and creative thinking. It's the stuff that makes us human. It's the stuff that has made us advance in technology and in societies have complex political systems, which animals normally do not have. Um, you know, so a m- small to moderate amount enhances creativity. You know, you want a challenging job. You don't want to just be bored staring at a, a wall all day. But when you hit this certain point, okay, and you have high circulating stress hormones for months or years, what happens is the body goes into energy conservation mode and it shuts down uh, many parts of the frontal lobe, which shuts down rational thoughts, which shuts down emotional control. So this oh. is where you have policemen not acting professionally. They, you know, they uh, get under stress and uh, perhaps, you know, you might have uh, police violence that, you know, why did he do that? You know, well, it was because he was under such high levels of stress that this is just how the body works. That you know, you add more stress, an emergency situation, and then you have inappropriate reactions. That this is how it all works.
0: Wow, yes. And so, and I find it interesting that so many organizations do not emphasize that their employees. Do some kind of activity that relieves stress. Nor do they have, um, you know, uh, a building or a structure that allows that either. That's that. I find it quite amazing that it's not made routine. So do you know why?
1: Do do you know why? Uh, Money. <laughs> well, well, no it, it's it's very it, it's very interesting. the The answer is very interesting. It is because Uval that okay, for millennia. Well, Malay, we, we know what stress is, you know, your, your grandmother could have said, you know, could have educated you about the basic tenets of stress. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, your concerned mom, you know, hey, you know, if you become too stressed, you're going to get sick. But you have to understand, uh, as you um, uh, covered in the first uh, few minutes when you were introducing me, the topic of stress is the most complicated field in science. It's more complicated than quantum mechanics. So you have a ton of researchers producing amazing research. You know, like I said, probably at least 100,000 papers, you know, of of insightful stuff. But as far as putting it all together in a cohesive narrative, well, you know, you can't expect a molecular biologist to be able to relate to someone who, um, you know, who is a a scholar in PTSD. Okay, it's still stress. They're both stress. And they do relate. But you have to understand the vast array of analysis and knowledge you have to have in order to bridge those disciplines. And then when you start getting into the sociological levels, like say, for instance, um, you know, we could be very close to a revolution in the U.S. Why is this? Well, this is due to many millions of people uh, uh, under extreme amounts of stress all at the same time. This is how political turmoil happens. Um, this is just the way human beings work. So uh, we don't have a good understanding. And in medical schools, uh, doctors do not have training in this because it is not well understood. It is such a disorganized field because it is so complicated. So as a result, um, there has basically been no, um, pol- you know, nobody to advise on policy, nobody to advise on, on how um, you know, the basic uh, biology, like say organizational uh, psychology, truly works. There's been nobody um, there to actually put stuff together. And that's what I tried to bridge in my book. That's, I try, because this is really important on a public health level. It's extremely important right now.
0: Uh, I can see that, and, and which amazes me how it's not more mainstream. I mean, uh, and and I I see what you're saying. It's because it bridges or or crosses so many different uh, domains of study that, uh, you know, few people have attempted to bring them all together so that it can be understood by organizations as well as the general public, as well as uh, doctors and so forth. Because when we read general stress articles, you know, they'll say, oh, it it makes it appear – that it's an individual who has the issue of stress. No,
1: no. Remember, there's two parts. You have the individual, but you also have the environment. I mean, okay, uh, for example. No, no, I was just um, saying
0: the general articles that we tend to read, you know, in the magazines, online, and so forth, they tend to just focus on it being an individual issue as opposed to it being larger than that
1: exactly well okay you know we can do you know mindfulness meditation you know it's a very very good um yes. you know uh, ana- uh you know uh, uh you know antidote to you know many types of stress but um if you're sitting in the middle of of uh, a ground zero fukushima and your dna is being blown apart by chemical stress chemical mm-hmm. stress um you can do all the meditation you want but if 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 your cells are being blown (laughs) apart by radiation, see, this is a type of stressor, this is a type of stressor, but it all results in the same types of bodily response, okay? So whether uh, it's psychological or whether it's Mm -hmm. chemical or physical, see, that's the thing that that, uh, is not mainstream yet and that we need to understand, your listeners uh, need to internalize, is that um, uh, it's not just all psychological and it's not just all your fault, you know? It is um, uh, how we, um, why we are such a stress society and why stress is bankrupting our already collapsing medical system uh, is due to the way society is structured. Because you come to Ecuador here and you just don't have the problems with people having stress related illness. I mean, they have it, but people just aren't as sick. They're just not. They're just, it's way, way, way less. And so, uh, we have to look at these things and understand why it is. It's the structure of our society.
0: Okay, I was about to say, what are the Ecuadorians doing? <laughs> so that is different. I suppose here in the U.S., I, are we considered the most stressful society?
1: Uh, other than pretty, other pretty countries pretty, that, that are I would on the say war, we're close. I mean, that we're,
0: that is not in war. That is not at war. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think we created we created because we were. Um, the, you know, most advanced richest nation at one time. And I think that we created, we created for everybody else to copy because they wanted to be rich and pos- prosperous like us. We created mm-hmm. the model uh, for stress that everyone else copied and aspired to. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. But that's something.
1: That's, uh, yeah. that's not something great to be known for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately. If you would like to, I could go over those five causes of stress and that, we can get sort of unpack this and sort of understand this, this really yeah, massive it. mystery. Well, n- number one, number one, uh, I went over this a little bit with the, uh, with the uh, problems with uh with, you know, police, that police face is um, I just call this complexity, but in reality, what it is, it is the um, over utilization of our cognitive resources. Okay. So, um, and what I mean by that, I mean the overscheduling the um multi multitasking, the uh you know having to be occupied eighteen hours a day, you know whether you know we're occupied with our devices or whether you know the demanding work and you know trying to maintain a work life balance trying to raise a family um you know that kind of thing um our ancestors uh did not do that um and um one thing in ecuador um you know, and again, a lot of uh, the, um, the ways, you know, in um, so-called, so-called quote-unquote, um, uh, societies other than the westernized models, um, you mm-hmm. know, I, I can't, you can't exactly call them developing, cause they're pretty well developed, but um, is that um, there's a sort of like you have this ancient knowledge, a lot of them from the indigenous, of controlling stress, controlling especially mental stress uh, on oneself. It's a very, um, and and not having too complex of a life. Because like I said before, um, you know, our frontal lobe is what made us human. It's what separates us from all the other animals. It's what's created. I mean, it's what's created technology that you and I are speaking on today. Um, Cats can't do what we do, although cats can be very smart. But then cats don't have the level of stress. They don't have the stress-related diseases we do either. So uh, a little bit of stress uh, stimulates our creative functions from our frontal lobe and allows us to adapt, solve problems. In fact, our frontal lobes are our primary stress response organs, okay? Okay. So um, um, yes, it is what allows us to adapt and change to the environment. But as the circulating hormones get very high, as I said before, our brains go, our, our bodies, I should say, go into energy conservation mode because, um, you know, we, we're entering this uh, sort of beyond the human limits, the biological limits, and the body starts shutting down, uh, non-vital uh, re, you know, resources, okay, or organs, okay. So um, with our frontal lobe, that's one of our newest parts of the brain, so man, that's the first thing to get shut down. And with that comes Uh, Impulse control. I mean, it basically makes us ADD, and um, it also, um, very importantly, uh, does not allow us to do emotional regulation. Okay. Wow. So uh, I think you just you just
0: you just told us everything that's going on in our society right there.
1: (laughs) You saw. You you diagnosed it. Exactly. You see why we have such huge, massive rates of mental illness because. It's not that we've failed as human beings, it's the fact we're trying to adjust to the stress in our environment and we overload our frontal lobes, you know through years and years and years of stress. And so you know, yeah, it, it, we're, we become depressed or we become schizophrenic. Every single mental illness comes from a dysregulation of the frontal lobe due to some sort of stressor. I mean some, wow. some stressor of some you know, that's crime. And so that, that's it. That, that's how that works right there. That's everything in a nutshell right there. That's just number one. Wow. Uh, number but two, but just, what I want to point
0: out though, for that, you've definitely, I mean, we there's been way more cases of ADD, ADHD in, uh, in children and adults and, yes. and people doing road rage and, you know, workplace violence yes. and all of these. And so many people now, as far as mentally ill with, bipolar you know it's just on the rise galore wow fresh anxiety
1: disorders yeah yes
0: you you have you have captured all of the symptoms of our society that are all about number one yes well please continue what's number two
1: yeah yeah number two this is gonna blow your mind living in an unequal society living in an inequality okay where you have the fat cats at the top sucking up all the resources, and everybody else scrambling. Are we familiar with that? Are, are oh yes. Yeah. Yes, and the World Health Organizations look very deeply into this. Um, I mean, because uh, this is a humanitarian issue, and w- what it is. Okay, we talked about being in an excessively jelly-like uh, 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 plastic state. You know, because we're trying to kind of get our, our, um, you know, footing and adapt you know, to our environment so we can regain stability again and our tissues can go back to their regular, normal, uh, strong, healthy state. Well, when you're at the bottom of the totem pole, guess what? You've got less access to the, you know, the, the best, you know, you have the worst health care, you've got usually the worst housing, your children have the worst access to uh, education and health care as well, the worst working hours, the worst um, labor conditions, um, you, you, you kind of get you know, the the worst uh, uh, working uh, schedule. Um, So what's happening? When you're the little guy at the bottom of the totem pole, you are basically having to jump through hoops, adapting all the time because you get the worst of everything. You're having to adapt to substandard everything. So your entire body is in that kind of plastic jelly-like state. And that's why we see a huge rate of early mortality, especially in men, and stress-related um, um, uh, a disability. You know, how many people have had to go on disability because of stress-related problems, okay? I would say most of them, okay, ultimately. You know, yeah, you do have some folks that, you know, maybe they were in an accident, you know, and they have injury. but a lot of folks on disability are it's, it, directly or indirectly due uh, to being in a chronically stressed state. Or, or just disease, okay? But just so, you know, uh, brings you know, up,
0: too, this to be- is also why we have an extraordinary crime rate in areas that have this huge gap
1: uh, exactly. in the haves and exactly.
0: have-nots. You know, so when we look at places like Chicago and some other major cities, that is huge, and that's why we have such an increased crime rate, and nobody looks at here's why we have this increased crime rate. They look at it as just, you know, certain people, certain neighborhoods or whatever, but it has a lot to do with what is the economic state going on in that particular area.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and this is, again, this is not just hypothesis. This has mm-hmm. been very, very ingeniously looked at on many, many levels and it's crazy, but, but you want to know, you want to know the really wild thing
0: when the wow. hierarchy,
1: when that, like we're in now becomes unstable itself. So you're, you're the fat cat at the top, right? Like our, for instance, our leaders and politicians, CEOs, and they're right now under a, they're the the, the captains of a very unstable system, a system that's dying. right? Right. What happens is they become more stressed than the underlings at the bottom because it's their heads that will roll. Okay, so that's an interesting little caveat there that, oh, it's all great and fine to be, you know, the fat cat in the head of a, you know, nice, uh, lucrative organization until it becomes unstable, until you've got mutiny, until you have revolution, and then it becomes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just look at our presidents, how many of them just go gray, how many of them go gray? Oh, yeah, so all of them. them, all of
0: them go gray exactly. during
1: the administration. Mm-hmm. So what's number three? Exactly. Number three, Okay. Now, this is where I found the big difference here in um, Ecuador, in Latin America, is uh, social capital, loss of social capital. Um, the involvement um, that Americans uh, and folks in modernized society in general, so this is in Europe, Australia, so forth, so on, um, have uh, had in um, social um, groups, like say religious or um, you know, social groups or political groups, engagement, um, just talking to your neighbors. Um, you know, uh, having lifelong uh, friends and family that you regularly connect with, um, this this is part of our ancestors. This is the way uh, we were genetically designed. We, because we were, um, we, you know, were basically born, um, human larvae when we're born, because we require so many years of care just to even go to the bathroom by ourselves, you know, much less feed ourselves, much less grow to reproduce, you know, um. we're basically born larva. So we are genetically ingrained to be social. And with modernization, you have to understand, as we became more financialized, we required the use of more money to make transactions in life. Okay, because our ancestors did stuff by bartering or doing favors for one another. And a lot of Latin America has kept a lot of that, you know, of course, you still have um, a very well-developed part that, you know, is totally financial. But a lot of people um, rely on each other for social, um, you know, um, social uh, support and trading, you know, trading of services, doing right, favors right. and stuff. Well, as that was replaced by money, because we became so-called richer, you know, in theory, more rich, um, we lost that. And when we lost that, we be- we become more vulnerable, just like in reason number two, to The ravages of stress because when we're in a herd, um, um, uh, usually if the herd is well functioning, if our social group is well functioning, then they protect us from right. um, demands of the environment, right. okay? So we right. don't and, have to and social, and social media is not that, <laughs> no, 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 that's just a, um, you know, a totally, you know, um, a BS, um, type replacement. that's uh, that, that, that uh, doesn't
0: substitute
1: at all. So, what's number Incredibly four? Lonely. Number four, this is going to blow your mind here because we're going to go from sort of the psychosocial realm to the actual chemical realm. It is the depletion, depletion or derangement of the human biome. And what is the human biome? Those are those little microorganisms that have co-evolved with us over millions of years that, that um, uh, live in our gut, on our skin, and in our orifices, okay? And why are they there? Well, they're basically – now, this is going to blow your listeners away – They're basically extensions of our body, of our biology, of our physiology. For instance, they produce a number of vitamins, okay? You know, a a, a lot of uh, immune and growth, cellular growth signaling and, and endocrine signaling. So basically, they're taking over or they extend our bodily functions so we don't have to do it. We don't have to spend our energy doing it. So, and, and this is a million, I mean, we're not talking a relationship that established, you know, over the last few decades. We're talking co evolution over millions of years. And the way, um, uh, you know, we have a bunch of novel chemical compounds in our foods, the, our processed foods, our, uh, our pharmaceuticals, our hygiene products, our industrial products, I mean, stuff that has made modernized society modern, right? Well, right. this stuff didn't even exist. 20, 30, 50, 100 years ago. So we have not evolved the enzymes and the various uh, functions, especially in our liver, to break these chemical compounds down. And so as a result, we're exposed to something, and then we enter a stress response. And part of that is that we have lost a lot of our native populations of our little microbial friends that are actually extensions of ourselves. Okay, So understand a stress response. It doesn't matter if it's uh, a psychological or a chemical; it still ends up with uh, overreactions of adrenaline and cortisol.
0: Wow. Okay, that's that's interesting. That how do you spell blown? that? Yeah, that is how do you spell that word? You said a human. What's the what's the word that you
1: used? Yeah, Say it again. Yeah, human biome. B is in boy. I is in indigo. O is in Oprah. M is in marvelous, and E is in Elaine.
0: The human okay, I just to make sure in case our, our listeners wanted to look it up. So what's number five? Oh,
1: yeah. Number five is an extension of this. It's just chemical stress in general, okay? So like as I was saying, you know, um, all these novel chemical compounds that we're uh, subjected to every day, especially in our food, but, but just everything, everything, look around you. That didn't even exist 100 years ago. We have to contend with this. It's not like we're endlessly plastic, right? We can't just um, start dumping these novel compounds into our body or in our environment and expect not to go into a stress response. But then we also have to consider, the again, we have to consider the environment. We have to consider involuntary exposures to chemicals. That's pollution. That's pollution in our uh, air, water, and soil, which um, has been um, shown to contribute to 40% of human death in the world so um wow this is a major thing we have to let me this is you know again you have to understand this is extremely disorganized um how um how this field was studied okay and so looking at this from a bird's eye view from a fly on the wall perspective Mm -hmm. you can see that um we need to get into some really big configuration of policy uh in order um you know what for instance uh uh, like the NHS, that's the, the health system in England, and the U.S. health system, they're collapsing at this moment. Well, we need stress management policies in order to save these systems from going bankrupt on themselves. Um, because it's much, much cheaper to to proactively manage stress. Because of much stress, a lot of stress is reversible. And it doesn't cost any money. It's just organization. It, 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 we're not talking you know, trillions of dollars of infrastructure spending. We're talking almost nothing. You know, we're that's talking, interesting. That's you know, interesting
0: that we're not tackling it, considering that it really won't be costly because it's not costly to have your employees stop and do some mindful exercises or, you know, well, <laughs> it's, it's
1: not costly. It's, not it's, it's amazing. It, it's not just that. It's not just that. Um, a lot of times. Um, and again, it all depends on the ego level. It, it depends if it's, like say if we're talking like workplace stress, it depends if the bosses want to make money or not, if they want to well, have a sure. viable business. Mm-hmm. It, well, well, what's more important, your ego? You know, because a, you have to understand a lot of the power struggles and the employee misery doesn't just come from the employees. Remember, it's the environment too. It comes from awful management, you know? And right. maybe management, they don't they don't know that they're sticking a fork in their own eye. I mean, they're just going to... Right in theory to make money, but then you have issues, well, you know, if uh, if the employee doesn't have control of their environment, if they don't have a little bit of control of their schedule, as long as the work gets done, you know, ways right. to, you know, maybe work at home or whatever. But if, if the old corporate model makes people sick, it's gonna drive up health costs and you're gonna just basically chase away your good employees. And the employees that are there, they're not gonna be inspired to make your business adapt during difficult economic times. Right. And what you've
0: you've indicated is there's so many factors that lead into the stress. It's it's all of that. Plus even things uh, as simple as if you're not watching what you're eating and you're taking in a lot of chemical compounds that your body is also going into a stress state because of what you're internalizing into. It's not just psychological, but it's also what you're actually intaking as far as eating, but it's also where you're living you know, what's around you, exactly. all the chemicals in your environment. So it's a host of of of, uh, of uh, things that go into that creates this stress that shows up as disease and it becomes very costly.
1: Exactly. And, and we have to understand that it is, much of it is preventable, okay? And we're yeah. not talking, again, we're not talking trillions of dollars of infrastructure. I mean, you would think something that takes up, okay, the, the, the world um, uh, global output. Well, it was last year about 70 trillion, okay? It's probably less because of the economic crisis we're in. But do you realize that, that the sunk costs of stress worldwide are minimum of 10%, minimum 7 trillion, minimum? I mean, this is just back of the envelope calculations. If some, a bean counter wanted to get in and do a real, tear some numbers apart and do a real meta analysis, Um, it's probably more like past $10 So we're not realizing how much this is costing us and how much this is destabilizing our our social and economic and political system.
0: Right. Amazing. So
1: so considering
0: we have a few minutes left, um, I want to talk about – it's so funny. I'm I'm looking at the title of the show today, the topic, and I'm going – wait a minute, we've sort of talked about global stress. I really should have her back and just talk about holiday stress. So let's lead us into, though, some of the ways that people can manage effectively manage stress. And and this, listeners, are things that you can do even here at the holiday time. But what are some ways, because you have that in your book, that people can effectively
1: manage stress? Okay. Number one, there's no magic bullet. You know, yeah, um, mindfulness meditation is, a small component and that's a needed component and absolutely utilize that. But ultimately it comes down to, okay, the the five types of stress that we have in in our modernized society. Okay. Now that we understand what those are, maybe a lot of people didn't understand that constantly messing with your gadget, you know, a hundred times a day is a major source of stress. Well, maybe they understand that now, you know, it's a risk factor maybe on the level of smoking, you know, for instance, you know. So what it is is that we have to sit down and make a list of all the stressors. Now that we understand what stress is and we know the major categories, sit down, now either you can do that with yourself or with your friend, your family, therapist, support group, maybe a, like a, a 12-step type group, you know, and sit there and you might need feedback because you may not know that you're putting yourself under stress. You might need someone like your husband or wife to tell you, okay, well you're doing this as well and make a list of all your stressors, every single one. It could be well over a hundred. It might take a few weeks to figure all this out (laughs) and keeping in mind that stress is additive. So the more of these stressors that you engage in within a specific amount of time, you know, they're, they're all piggybacks on one another is the more vulnerable your bodies and tissues are to being in that excessively plastic state, which makes you vulnerable to injury. Your, your, your tissues vulnerable to injury. Okay. And so you basically it's behavior modification. You just have to start like, like you would a food diary. If you're trying to lose weight or like if you're trying to get your spending under control, a money diary, a budget, you know, you just Got it one by one itemized list, start knocking them out because when it comes down to it, If your family could lose its breadwinner, okay, like you're providing for your family, and if you go down, if you, say, have a massive heart attack and you have to stop work and your family falls into poverty, we need to start thinking in terms of risk, okay? And the more that you can, you may not be able to remove all of them, okay, but you can remove a lot of them. And the more you remove, the less uh, um, stress on your body that you will have and and one by one by one uh, you will become healthier and stronger um, from that and you will have less reliance on an unstable medical system. That's all it is. It's it's that simple. It's behavioral. It's understanding what it is. So people really don't understand what it is. You know, they kind of know what it is Um, and they know it when they feel it but actually understand, well, hey, you know, um, if um, I keep taking these antibiotics for instance, to knock out your biome, well, I can be setting myself up for all kinds of diseases, for instance, you know, so you have to really pick and choose your stressors, pick and choose, make, simplify, simplify. So is there anything
0: special that uh, during the holiday time, since this is a time where more people than ever, like for instance, we see now there's a whole new thing called the election uh, stress disorder that's coming up because of this, specific election. And then, of course, we have specifically the holidays that are coming up here in the U.S. Uh, are there any particular things that people should watch out for or ways to manage these very um,
1: confined type of uh, events that
0: are occurring in their lives?
1: Well, okay. The, the, the little magic formula is this, okay? And this, this is this is where it gets even more crazy. Um, ultimately, um, the, one of the hormones that help us regulate stress is you might've heard of it. It's called oxytocin. It's, it's our bonding hormone. It's the hormone we feel when we feel safe in social situations. Okay. So we like, we feel it with our mom when, when we're first born and our mom's holding us and cooing to us and making us feel safe. That's when we first experience it. Okay. So if we're wanting to control um, election stress or which is seriously, people were terrified of their futures and boy, I can't blame them on that. And just, uh, or holiday stress or, and to say, if you want, you know, maybe you're, maybe, you know, you're having a holiday, you know, everyone's coming to your house for the holidays. The biggest thing you can do to mitigate that fight or flight reaction, you know, people kind of going, getting jacked up is to have a safe environment, you know, that, that where bonding can take place safe, bonding. Don't have an antagonistic environment. Have a safe, peaceful, bonding, you know, peace. Yeah, That's uh, what we should be concentrating on for the holidays anyway, right? But right. truly, really actively. And, and same with work environment. If your employees are terrified, you, you're going to be losing money. You're keeping, you're, you're putting, leaving money on the table. So the more safe you can keep, when people are already nervous, the more you can keep them safe, feeling, um that's that's how you that's how you uh that's how you' you're gonna manage it if if you're managing groups of people, whether it's your family in the holidays coworkers whatever
0: this is interesting say, so say. so that's great thank you so um're we're, we're at the time now that we like to make sure that we give the listeners uh their call to action or their uh to do list or homework that they to take away from this particular topic I'm gonna name one thing based off of what you just said, and that is Uh, Listeners, uh, one way to send out your holiday invitation when you're inviting people over, possibly for dinner or gathering and so forth, is that you can have in your invitation a line that specifically says, this is a safe environment. So leave all your stuff at home. <laughs> you know, this is an yeah. environment where we're coming to just have fun, enjoy company, uh, and so forth. But it's not about bringing any anger, any dysfunction, whatever your family has that usually shows up. Let them know this time that this is not the place for it. you're creating that safe environment where it's just all about enjoying good food and good company. And if they can't adhere yeah, to yeah. those you, rules, you they need to, to stay home.
1: You. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to be tricked. People are already just, I I mean, again, I've done many of these interviews in the last few months and many, many, many. And people are really, really jacked up right now. I mean, they're really in the U.S. It's not a real happy place to be right now. And so I agree. I agree. Each each other feel safe. Yeah. Feel safe. Safe social environment
0: tell tell our listeners where they can find you and you told them what they to do about the list and so forth that's your other action listeners she gave you the the uh, the steps to take so that's a part of your call to action as well so uh, Dr. Mary tell us where the, our listeners can find you and your book and so forth give us that information
1: yes okay well, number one, they can get my book on Amazon.com. Uh, it's the Impact of the Human Stress Response by Mary Wingo. Uh, this is a must-have book, um, uh, and it's uh, it's affordable for everybody. It's meant to be affordable for everybody because this is extremely important right now. Um, they can also go to MaryWingo.com, and um, um, they can um, they can sign up and get uh, that framework we were talking about on how to effectively manage stress by, you know, making an itemized list and eliminating it. I've got this framework for free. Um, Your listeners can get that, no cost at all. And I've got a lot of uh, uh, no cost um, uh, information, um, you know, many videos, other interviews, uh, a a lot of um, blog posts on just various aspects of stress and different aspects of our society and stuff that you'll never, you're not going to find anyplace else. And if your listeners, uh, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm open for any level of consultation, like on a business level, because, um, again, this is a huge sunk cost for a lot of institutions. Um, So, you know, if anyone has any questions, they can get a hold of me and I can direct them in the right direction. Fabulous. Wonderful. Thank you,
0: Dr. Mary Wingo, for being with us on the show. I mean, this information has been phenomenal. Uh, your book is fantastic. And uh, so we will definitely like to have you back again, probably to maybe even Absolutely. discuss some other aspects of stress, because this has been very enlightening. And uh, you've shared a lot of great information with our listeners. So, everyone, Absolutely. this is... This is Udall Deolio of Cut the Crap with Udall and where we are are changing or transforming our relationships one conversation at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Please come back. Same time, same place next week.
1: Thank you for joining
0: our conversation. Join us again next week. Same place, same time at Cut the Crap with Udall. Mary? Oh, thank you.